0: to the Words and Pictures podcast. I'm DJ Bowman Smith and this is Words and Pictures podcast episode number 31. This week my guest is Carissa Stewart and she's my first proper poet. I've had a few people on before that do a bit of poetry as well as their other writing but Carissa is a serious poet I think you could say and uh, she's got a whole book of poetry that she'll be telling us all about so stick around for the interview section. At my desk this week, well, at my desk this week, I've been very busy doing the last few little changes that I want to make to my document. I have actually now booked my editor in. I have a deadline when I need to get my work to her. So, you know, obviously I need to read it through one more time just to check it that it's as good as it can be. And of course, at this point, I'm now deciding that it's complete rubbish and I don't know why I'm spending the money, but uh, I'm trying to get a grip and, um, you know, keep my sort of finishing energy going in order to, you know, just get this last little bit out so that she can take it and um, work her wonders with it. So I'm I'm excited, really. It's a funny sort of place to be in this kind of end of project as I'm beginning to kind of look back at the planning that I made for book two in this um, trilogy that I'm writing. And I feel kind of... Um, a bit odd really it's it's kind of weird this feeling of kind of letting it go and and sending it off to the next stage um and some days I feel quite good about this and I think right this is it this is good I finished my book it's ready the editor's booked in she's done her kind of um Test edit on it and had a look, and she's ready to accept it, and and that's really exciting stuff. But of course, you're kind of beset with doubt because you know we're all human and um, me just as much as anybody else. So, anyway, so yes, I am feeling positive, the the book's ready, and um, I'll be looking forward to you know getting the covers out and all that kind of thing. So, I suppose I should really say what my book is about. Well. It's called The Midwitch and it's about a middle-aged woman as she kind of faces uh, middle-aged problems and she has quite a few. She's lost her job and her husband's leaving her and the kids have left home and all that kind of thing and she's you know kind of feeling a bit invisible but as she's kind of going through this she's discovering that she is in fact a witch and that her ancestors were witches and uh, it's a it's a funny rom com light-hearted kind of thing and it's not something I've really written before apart from Magazine articles and things like that that might be lighthearted. So it's been a lot of fun to write. I really, really enjoyed it. I really do adore my main character, and it's going to be a trilogy. Uh, I have the other two books planned, so I'm excited to get it out there into the world. So if you would like to be a ARC reader for the Midwitch, you know, get in touch. Notes in the show notes and all that kind of thing. You can find me across social media, and there's bio, links in the bio for all that kind of thing. So. If being an art reader is your kind of bag and you'd like a romantic rom-com sent to you for your honest review, then um, yeah, have, do, do get in touch. I'd love to hear from you. So, you know, so that's me. So yeah, the other thing I'm having a bit of a debate with is I've noticed on social media, TikTok in particular, that a lot of books, adult books, have illustrations in them. And so I'm in this little bit of debate now whether to put some illustrations into the midwitch. Um, what do you think? I, I quite fancy the idea. Um, because I can draw, it's, it's not difficult for me to do that. It, obviously, it's more work and it's, it's another dimension that you've got to fulfil and obviously you're going to have to fulfil it over three books. But I'm kind of interested in making something nice, making something a bit different rather than just words at a cover. It's quite nice to just add a few little drawings in there. So, yeah, I'm pretty tempted, I have to say. And uh, I might just draw a few and see how I feel about that and maybe add them in. We'll have to wait and see. Anyway, happy days. So that's me um, getting the last bit of editing done and um, thinking about drawings mm, or not. I don't know. Anyway, happy days. So anyway, come and meet Carissa. She's a lovely lady. Come meet my first poet. Okay, so on the Words and Pictures podcast this week, I'm very excited to introduce my first poet, Clarissa Stewart. Clarissa is an artist, an author, a creative, and her new book, Finding Yours Truly, is actually on pre order. But I think when this goes out, Clar- Clarissa, it'll be it'll be out, will it? When when is it coming out? Um,
1: so at the moment I have it listed for the twenty eighth of February. Okay, um, yeah, but I may actually be releasing it soon, so sooner than that. So cool. So yeah. th-
0: this will this will probably go out at the end of February, beginning of March. This podcast. So you're so then ca- yes, ca- but Carissa's book sure. will be out. You can find it, and it and it's called Finding Yours Truly. So I'm excited to have a poet. You're very hard to get. I've asked lots <laughs> of poets on. I like a bit of poetry myself, and and it's it's tricky. You always feel. um I think it's a very personal sort of writing, Carissa, and, and sometimes I think people, I find it, poets obviously must find it quite hard to get up on something like this and be brave and go, oh, here I am, I'm a poet. Do you think that's think that's true? Absolutely.
1: I mean, poetry is so um, personal to the person who writes it, um, and I feel like it's a way of expressing your own inner, inner emotions um, which does make it very personal. I think when you're writing different genres, it's, it's easy to kind of hide behind your characters and hide behind the story and the plot line, whereas poetry just kind of bears that all and puts it all out there for, for everyone to see.
0: Yeah, and I almost feel like the poet feels they've done enough. They've like, well, here's I've bared my soul to you. I really can't come on this podcast. So I think you're really brave that you've you've come on to to have a have a to have a to have a go with this because it's it's interesting because I think it's a very hard thing to um, market a poetry book. Are you are you finding that, or or are you have you got some great formula that you want to tell Uh the listeners? I've been.
1: Look, for, for my book personally, I am marketing it as self-help poetry, um, which is kind of different to a lot of other genres of poetry that are, that's out there, I think. And so for me personally, I just want the words out there. So I don't mind giving snippets away. I don't mind sharing a couple of lines of each poem to kind of get the hype up. I don't know whether it's working but I'm enjoying seeing people respond to the words that I'm writing and that it is actually helping people so
0: yeah 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 I think it's interesting to do that and I think you've always got to give a little bit to get a bit back whatever you're whatever you're doing you know whether it's art or whether it's art or whether it's writing and and I think the poetry um in particular, like you say, it's very, very personal. You can't hide behind, you know, like people say to me, oh, are you like such and such a character? And I go, oh, no, of course not. You know, and and you can, like you say, you hide behind it. And although a lot of it is still you, very much so. But but I think the poetry is right there. So in, you say sort of self-help, what what sort of help are you helping this, those people? Are you are you helping them with self esteem or, you know, with with sort of outlook of life?
1: I'd say it's more inspirational and motivational.
0: Cool. Um, yep.
1: the The way I went about creating this book um, was through describing my own journey of self discovery um, mm-hmm. as a mum of young children. Um, I found that my identity was sort of swallowed up in being a mum. And of course, I'm more than just being a mum. And so it's very much um, about that journey of change, about that searching for something more, looking for what else is out there. Um so I guess if I was to market it for that self um self-help aspect, it would be very much finding yourself um, and and coming along the journey with me um, as we search for for more, as, as we try to change, as we want to change and as we um, have aspirations for change.
0: Yeah, I think that's amazing because I think that's very much, I have two children and they were brilliant and I adored them. But I like you say, you, you do find yourself I think it's very much a woman's thing. You lose your identity or you feel like you're just slipping in. You're somebody's mother or you're somebody's wife, you know, and and you you kind of lose a piece of yourself. You gain a lot, and I'm not saying it's not beautiful and motherhood isn't fabulous and all of that, but I think you have to um, – for me, it was a case of not feeling guilty about wanting something else, you know, wanting to be a writer, wanting to do art and other things that weren't anything to do with the kids. Or, you know, my family life. And, and, I, and I think a lot of us do feel very guilty. And I noticed this with the podcast because it's very hard to get women to come on, oddly, because because we're we're all, like, too busy trying to be nice to, you know, looking after whatever we're doing and getting on with our other lives. And, and it, I think women find it very hard to sell themselves.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. Um, I think, one, it's a self-confidence. Confidence issue. Two, I think we, from the moment our children are born, we're suddenly invisible. If that makes sense, because it's all yes. about the baby. It's all yeah. oh, they're gorgeous. They're amazing, and no one really stops to ask. Oh, well, how are you doing? How are you going? And and it's it's very easy to get lost behind your children and to hide behind your children as well. Yeah. To, to yeah. say no, no, my my whole existence or my whole world at the moment are these children that I've created and I'm, you know, in the thick of raising them, which is amazing. And I've had an amazing time doing it. They are now slightly older, which is, which is good. Yeah. That just feeling, I guess, a little bit lost behind that. Um, yeah. And
0: I think that's great to recognize it when you're younger, because I've, I'm sort of on the other side of it. I, my children are left home and they're, they're sort of in their early twenties, mid, well, mid twenties now. And, and, you kind of, um I don't know, you get to a point where I sort of go, well, who am I now? You know, I'm not, you know, when you're an empty nester, you have another sort of change. You know, who am I now? You know, and you kind of feel this, um, you'll probably write another book of poetry about this time of your life where you feel invisible again you know your looks are fading your kids have grown up you've kind of feel like you've lost your purpose and and it's a very strange thing a woman's life has so many ebbs and flows within it and and I think if you can hold on to a little bit of yourself um within that I think you're going to come out of it a lot better I wish I'd had your poetry book when I was raising my little ones because I think you do lose a bit and you and what's interesting is it happens and you don't realize it's happening really I think that's What's important is is to try and realise that it's actually okay to say this is me, and this isn't this is a part of me that isn't everything, anything to do with the kids and things. Anyway, because this is the words and pictures, Carissa, <laughs> I have to ask you also about your art because I looked on your website and I was very excited to see that that uh, yes, how fabulous that you won't see the video, people, but I can see the artwork behind. Carissa, so do you find the two things, the writing and the art, go together? Do you think you might marry a project up where you'll do art and, you know, like illustrate a book or something like that?
1: Do you know, it's interesting that you mentioned that. Um, I have been working this past week um, on putting some of the quotes from my poetry book to artwork to create posters that people can print out, buy and print out um,
0: Nice, yeah. on
1: their walls. Um, I thought, Maybe that would be a different way of marketing my words and getting them out there, um, because I think uh, although the poems themselves can be long, one or two lines from them um, are very very easily standalone. alone. Um, and I think, yeah, I, as an artist, I also enjoy the creative process. Um, I find it quite therapeutic. I find it very meditative as well. Um, and so, yeah. I've been working on that this week.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I think that's a, that's a really nice thing to be able to do. I've just um, been illustrating some of my kids' work, and, uh, and I don't know why I've put it off for so long, to be honest. I think sometimes you, you know, you get locked into one aspect, either the art or the writing, and I think sometimes it's quite nice to have, a proje- have some projects which combine, you know, both sides of this creativity. Yeah, amazing.
1: I like to describe it as um, multi-genre creatives yes Um, yeah so you I kind of have my fingers in a ton of different pies and I'm just expressing myself however feels natural and I think that's so important to be able to find how you can express your creativity in whatever format that comes for you
0: yeah yeah I think that's that's brilliant Uh, yeah I, I like that that's a great quote actually multi-creativity it's it and it, I think it's important and as we're both indie authors and and I see that you sell your artwork independently as well you know through a through a platform but you're you know you're selling your own stuff and I think I think more and more people are doing that more and more people are owning their work and selling it themselves and I think that's a really important thing that you can do you know you own your in your intellectual property and I think that's a really important thing whether it's art or whether it's the the writing, And I do find with the art that people think it takes a couple of moments. I, I quite often do a few cartoons. And people think that it takes a second to draw those. Well, it doesn't. It takes actually quite a while to to draw them and have them, you know, from the concept to, to the clean drawing that you would sell to a magazine or something. And um, so they think it's worth nothing. You know, they, they, they think they're going to give you £2 for it you know, or whatever the equivalent is in Australia, you know. And I think it, it's as more and more creatives like us are standing on our own two feet where we have a much better idea of what we're worth and what we're, you know, prepared to sell our work for. And I think I think that can only be a healthy thing, especially when so much is stolen from us, you know, you know, because you, you do find it. Yeah, I have seen my work on things and I thought, I didn't sell it to you. Why is it in that, you know, especially a little picture or something people just think it's free you know and they can just download it and use it which I find very annoying but I anyway. think <laughs> yeah. yeah have, you had, any, have yep. you had any stuff pirated yet
1: uh not yet but I've only just started putting myself out there so yeah I'm I'm quite new to the sharing myself with the world scene uh it really only started at the end of last year um so yeah still trying to to drum up publicity still trying to just let people know that i'm hey i'm here and you should check me out
0: yeah well and i think it's good and i think you've got really something you know really worthwhile to sell and i think the poetry you know the whole um helping other people is a helping women to feel you know better within themselves at at that stage in their life I, th- I think I think it's a really important thing, and I think it's I think it's really worth doing. Do you think you write more poetry in the future, or do you think you write in other genres?
1: Um, so I am exploring other genres at the moment. Um, I have just finished a manuscript for a fantasy, uh, the first book in my fantasy trilogy um, that I'm working on. But I'm also writing more poetry as well. I find that the words for this next book, I want to title it Becoming More, but they're not coming as easily as as Finding Yours Truly did. I'm not sure whether that's because I had a project in mind for Finding Yours Truly. It was part of a challenge that I was uh, taking part in. Um, the words just really easily flowed. Um, they don't always work that way. But for this book, Uh, it was like every day new words were coming and so I was I would quickly jot them down um, on my phone as as soon as I kind of thought of them Um, and then afterwards I would go back and edit and I would use a rhyming tool um, online there was a web I don't even remember what the website was called but there was a website that you could type in the word that you wanted to rhyme with and it would come up with a whole list of words that rhymed and so then I would look for okay, I want this concept. What's a word that rhymes with this one? Um, some of my poems rhyme; some of them don't.
0: I think creativity ebbs and flows, and I think I think um, for somebody who's you know obviously I'm a lot older than you, <laughs> and, but I think you as as I as I sit here as an, as an older mature woman, I I I look back on my creative life and I realise how that has you know has come and gone, and a lot of it is also. Uh, to do with how you're feeling in your head, I find you know. that Sometimes I will the creativity comes easily because I'm I'm in a better mood. I've had more sleep, you know. I haven't got anything else in my mind that's ticking away at the back, you know. Uh, but if there's something niggling me, I have always find it harder to do something. So if one of my kids is, you know, changing their job or they've got something up with them or whatever, and they're on their own, they're not very well or you know whatever it is, even if it's just a little thing. Um, I, I notice that that does impact on my creativity. And I think to be creative as a woman, that's very much part of, of what we have to deal with because we take on the troubles of the family very much. And then you're trying to, you know, carry on, do what you want to do. But somehow, sometimes things get in the way. And I think on those days, you have to just, I don't know, just maybe put it aside, come back tomorrow, not worry about it. Because I think the creativity is there, but I think sometimes... You have to not worry that it's gone because it hasn't. It hasn't gone. It's just having a rest. (laughs) Perhaps you need rest too, you know. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Do you know it's interesting that you mentioned that? Um one of the lines from my poems is live in the moment. Um and I think that that is such a great message to be able to take things one step at a time, to be able to do things one moment at a time, one one little bit after another. Yeah, absolutely. And, and take what comes as it comes. Some days you can't be creative and you just grit your teeth and you just bear it and you wait for the sun to rise and you move on with the next day.
0: Yeah, yeah. And sometimes I find out the trouble with me, I, I do two author names and I do this and I have like a list of stuff, whole big list, you know, which is what I was doing and I was just waiting for you to come on and I'm like <laughs> writing some great list of what I think I want to get done today. And my optimism for what I think I'm going to achieve is – is crazy and mm-hmm. I know that oh, there's no way I'm going to get all that done today but for some reason today because it, it's morning here in 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 the UK and yeah. I'm I feel very optimistic that I can do you know, get all this <laughs> stuff done and I think this is another woman's thing I think we take on we're always trying to do too much yeah you know, I'm I always think- always trying to do too much
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I think with to-do lists, while it's important that we get all the information out of our heads and onto the lists, that we make sure that we're not holding ourselves to the expectation of of having to fulfill all the things that are on our list. Like it's okay to say, I will choose three things off this list of the things I need to do, but maybe some of these things can be delegated to the rest of the week. You know, it it's, it's a more realistic expectation and we don't have to feel like failures if we don't get through the many, many, many things that we've put down on our to-do list
0: I do feel annoyed though <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, I didn't get anything done on Monday because I had to go to the hospital for a checkup it was only just mm-hmm. a checkup it was nothing anything even to worry about but but it seemed to take all day and by the time I did a supermarket run on the way back and then when I got home I thought I'm actually too tired to even come in my office so I just yep. ditched it and thought oh, I'll cook dinner instead and I'll do something else and watch some telly and read my book and sometimes you just got to go you know what tomorrow's another day i can't even face trying to catch up now do you you find that the that being creative with your children helps you raise your children or do you think it's a hindrance
1: so i will say when especially with painting um when my children were younger uh, my husband would take them out um for a couple of hours so that i could get some painting done um especially i was as as part of my university degree one of the units was a painting unit. Um, And so when I had finals due for that, he would take them out for the whole day so that I could concentrate on finishing the paintings and getting them done. Um, As they've gotten older, they like to sit and watch me paint, um, which is quite interesting. And they've also wanted to join in. So I'll set them up with their own um canvases and um their own paint brushes and and paints and so they can do their painting while I'm doing mine as far as uh writing goes I can kind of do that anywhere um I will often do a lot of my writing when my youngest is falling asleep um he likes me to sit on the end of his bed and so I'll be sitting in the room and obviously because it's quiet I can be um typing on my phone while he is falling asleep um and so I think that then is a very re- reflective time for me where i can reflect on the day i can reflect on life um and it's peaceful because my children are sleeping around me so yeah i i, I don't think it's necessarily a hindrance i think it can be done um but i think there's a time in a season um and i'm just in that really good season at the moment where my children are older that they don't require me 24/7 and so finding a little bit of independence in and amongst that, um, I think, has has helped me a lot to to wake up and find a little bit more of my my self-identity, I think.
0: Yeah. And I, th- I think it's actually very healthy for children to, uh, whether they're boys or girls, uh, it, it, I think it's very important for them to see women as having something apart from just being, you know, the, the dinner cooker, the laundry fixer and the Tidy up of the mess and all of that kind of thing uh, and, and I think it's good for them to see that identity you know that you you are doing something you know for yourself and, and that that's okay you know and that that's valuable you know yeah it is it's good and I think the world is changing you know very very much and I think that's that's for the better really uh, I found when my kids were really little I don't think I really got much done <laughs> it, was, it was very hard to get in and, you know, my husband would take them off for the day or something if I was doing some painting or something. But, but uh, when they were older and they started to do, they're both musicians, so they were always at practice. So they would, I would just take my laptop and sit in the car. I used to have to drive them off for miles every weekend and they would sit, they would go off and do their practice and I would sit in the car and write, you know. And uh, I didn't really get much artwork done in those days because it's hard to take art with you. I think unless you've got digital, digital yep. art, although having said that, I used to design book covers for people. I used to do that on the laptop in the, in the car, but, uh, but yeah. That's and I think it's cool. very, yeah, I think it's very hard to, you know, juggle the two things, you know, it's um, yeah. Yeah. Happy days. But anyway, you are doing it and I think that's good. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah, I think it's good. I think the social media is very hard to get on and, um, because I think the trouble with it, if I'm in my office and I'm and I'm here and I'm writing and I'm doing or I'm whatever, you can see that I'm, but when I'm on my phone faffing about putting a TikTok on, that just looks like I'm messing about. And I think people think, oh, stop playing with your phone. I'm like, actually, but I'm putting an advert on. This is what I'm doing. You know, so I keep explaining to my husband, yeah, but I'm putting an advert on. I need to do this. This is important. I have to, you know, if I, no matter what I create or how brilliant it might be or not, um. If I don't show people where it is, then nobody's going to know. So I have to get on the social media, but it does look like you're messing about.
1: <laughs> Do You know what? When I first started, it felt like I was starting a job. It felt like yeah. it was a full-time thing. I was I was creating content. I had my notebook of scheduled posts that I was going to put out there. I was finding quotes from my book that I could create into posts. Um, I started in, both Instagram and TikTok within 2 weeks of each other um started on Instagram because that was what I was more familiar with um transitioning from Facebook and then um I think my brother-in-law was like you need to get on TikTok that's where everyone is if you got if you want to get your words out there that's where you need to to be and so I um I didn't switch mediums but I added the second medium and it takes a lot of time to manage it and to, um, come up with content that you think is going to connect with people. Um, but having said that now that I'm kind of in a rhythm, um, it's kind of, it's become a lot easier to manage to go, okay, these are the ideas that I've come up with this week throughout the course of the week. And now I can slow release them to, um, make sure, or i guess to give me the freedom to be able to then keep creating um and keep um fulfilling the everyday responsibilities of life as well.
0: Yeah. And i think it's quite good to have a bit of a i i do that as well. I have a bit of a list going and i and i try and do a, if if especially if the house is quiet where you can sit in front of the camera and perhaps have a chat about stuff or whatever. And then and then release them like you say in in a thing rather than try and think oh i've got to put something up this morning. Because I haven't done anything yesterday or whatever it is. But the other thing is, I think um, I mean I try and post every day, and I do like two author names because I'm also a children's writer, and um, and it is a lot. So somewhere along the line, something's going to give, you know. So so I haven't posted as DJ Bowman Smith for about four days, and, and really nobody died, you know. I you know I'll try and do a bit better. I'll try and get some more on there tomorrow, and you know. So sometimes I think you've got to. You've got to get out there, and there's no getting away from it. You know, if you're an indie author, you've you've got to advertise, and social media is the way to do it. Absolutely. But, but, have, um, but having said that, if you if you if you miss a day, or there's a morning where you think, you know what, <laughs> I'm just not feeling it. I think it's I think that's fine too. I think you've just got to cut yourself some slack. Yeah, I saw your thing. Actually, what drew me into asking you onto the podcast was I saw you talking about letting your father read your book, and then he actually sat down and read it out, and and I just thought, <laughs> you know, and that that was that was such a personal thing that you were talking about, and I thought, oh, she's cool. I like that because you've uh. you've, given, you've given a bit of yourself away doing that. Well, I think poets do anyway, and I thought that was a really interesting little TikTok, you know, because it was it was very genuine, yeah. Well
1: thank so you. It, I, I it, did it he liked genuine. he liked it.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Pretty much whatever you see that's that's how I am. I yeah. I don't yeah. want to be anything other than genuine. I don't have the energy or the time for that. Um but yeah, it was such an interesting experience for to have him. I I just wanted to show him the cover and that look I have a physical book. And he yeah, he sat down and he opened it up and he's like, "All right. And he started reading and he's like, what is this feeling of untapped potential of yearning for something more? And I'm like, oh, okay, we're doing this. And my husband's walking in and out of the room, chuckling to himself because my dad's sitting and reading this book in front of me. And at the start, I was so embarrassed and I could feel the blush creeping across my cheeks. And then as he got into it and he started asking questions and I sort of distanced myself from the fact that they were my words and I was just looking at his reaction and his response. It, it actually became a really great learning experience. And, and to go, you know what? Yeah, I can be proud of these words. They are reaching him um, in different ways. You know, for him, he's, he's not my target audience, as I mentioned no. in, in the TikTok. Um, so he didn't necessarily get everything out of it that, say, when my sister read it, she's got younger kids than I am. And she goes, oh man it feels like there's hope at the end of this tunnel <laughs> that she was in, she was in this tunnel vision. And so when, when she gave me her feedback, when, when she first read it, that was really encouraging to go, okay, it is actually doing the thing that I wanted to do for the people that I'm trying to reach. Um, and yeah, he had a chuckle in the middle of there there's a poem in there that's, um, a little bit humorous and, and I, I loved the fact that he actually legitimately laughed out loud. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, and that's that's really nice. How about your husband? Is your husband supportive of you?
1: Oh, absolutely. Um, So when I first saw this challenge, um, I started writing the poetry before I entered the challenge because I just wanted to know whether or not it was even good enough to put out there. And so I showed him my early poems and he's like, this is actually really good. I'm really proud of you. You should keep going. And it it was very much a back and forth for myself internally i was like do i don't i should i should i not am i even good enough to do this like i haven't done any creative writing courses i haven't studied poetry i the most i got out of it was i had an english teacher in in high school that showed me a couple of poetry books and um you know i think a couple of times walking home from school i would write some poems um but then i really didn't touch poetry at all for the rest um, in between, kind of early high school to to now, um, and so it was just sort of this idea that had come into my head, and it was plaguing me, and these words just kept coming, and so I was just writing them down, and then the comp or the 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 challenge that I was entering, it was it was closing, like the entering date for entering it was closing. And so he was like, just do it. What have you got to lose? <laughs> and so I did. I, I entered and I um, just put my work out there. And, yeah, it was, it was such a, a fulfilling experience, I think, um, just to, in, incredibly nerve-wracking, incredibly like, what have I done? But at the same time, I'm, I'm really proud of the work that I produced and I think it will help a lot of people.
0: Yeah, well, I think that's great. The other thing is, I think it's very interesting. Like you say, I, I'm I'm very similar to you on this one. Is I'm I'm very happy people you know read my words you know across the world you know and 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 I don't have a massive following, but I have a few. And I'm but I'm more embarrassed if somebody close to me reads it. You know, like my my, my like my friend or a relative you know and, and it's more cringeworthy isn't it it's it's you know if you can if you can be brave enough to give your work to those closest to you and then you know and and then feel relaxed about it and even if they don't like it I, I think you've still got to be um, brave about it and feel that you know this is this is your work. I'm very lucky my husband also very supportive I dedicate you know all my adult stuff to him. And um, you know, and I, and I'm very much when I'm writing, I'm thinking about whether this will tickle him, or you know, whether you know how how he'll feel about you know the words that I'm writing. But um, yeah, I think it's far more embarrassing for your dad or something to read it, and I don't know why that is. Is it because we care more deeply about the the um, family connection, and uh, or or you know, uh, whereas if somebody writes you a bad review. You will get them because everybody does um, you kind of think oh well so they didn't get it you know or they're a bit nasty or whatever I think there's a very bad review on one of my books at the moment and' it's absolutely slated me <laughs> and and it's it, and, it, and I'm just waiting for somebody else to put a new another one up so that it covers it up a bit you know but it, but it is what it is but but however if somebody close to you for my husband had said oh this is rubbish I think I'd be far more hurt somehow, because it matters, doesn't it, what they think, I think. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, it really does. I think for me, especially when my dad was reading it, I was a little bit not embarrassed but sensitive in that I was yeah. like, oh, wait, have I Have I shared too much of my inner self? Whereas, like, if strangers read it, I don't care. They don't know me and, and I don't know them. So I don't need to worry about sharing you know my my inner feelings and my inner insecurities and you know i was i was very conscious to try and make my poems seem uplifting rather than uh depressive for one of a better word um even though i was i was kind of at the start of the, that journey i was trapped in this sort of numbness of of i call it the the drudgery of life um yeah. life had sort of become that monotonous continuous um same same all the time and so this this challenge kind of woke me up and brought excitement and something different back into my life and so I was worried when he was reading that I was like is have I revealed too much is he going to be worried that I was in this mood to begin with but he didn't pick up on any of that and I think that was just my own insecurities in my head um yeah but you're right when it's someone that you know intimately um it it hits different I think
0: yeah yeah it does I think it's interesting the um the woman's thing I think also I think we um we feel guilty about wanting more you know you've got this beautiful baby and everything's fine and they're healthy and blah 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 and then and then if you sort of think mm, actually but I'm bored I remember thinking I'm so bored <laughs> bloody bored of of just sitting here breastfeeding this child again and again and again you know and and, and you just look back on your day and I think all I've done is clean and feed and you know might have had a friend round for coffee or something but but it does it is it is hard going and I think now more than ever women are saying you know what this is tough and it's okay for me to actually have a moan about it and take a bit of something for myself. So I think your book's absolutely right on there. Well done, you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Carissa, where can people find you online? We're just about to run out of time.
1: So the links are on my TikTok. The links are on my Instagram for yep. my web. Carissa Stewart with um, C Art by C.
0: And thank you for coming on.
1: That's all right. Thanks so much for having me.
0: Well, lovely to talk to Carissa and um, so interesting to talk to a poet. Uh, always interesting to talk to people that write in different ways or in different genres from yourself uh, i'm always fascinated to learn what they've got to say and uh, i don't think i've ever written any poetry apart from what was i was made to do at school if at all so yeah fascinating stuff um if you'd like to come on the words and pictures podcast um do get in touch with me don't be scared i'm really easy to get along with send me an email you can find links on social media easily enough my website's there And uh, it's, you know, it's fascinating to come and have a chat with anybody that's in the writing world or in the illustrating world. I haven't yet had a children's author, so I'm very interested to have a children's author. Or, in fact, if you write erotica, I'd like to talk to you or any of the other um, kind of things that people write. I'm, I'm completely open to it. Um, yeah, so fascinating stuff. So I don't know who my guest is next week. I've got a couple of podcasts that I haven't yet edited that are sitting on my on my laptop and I don't really know which one's coming first. And there was something about people got books out at certain times and wanted to be at certain times of the month. So I don't know who it is, but <laughs> do join me and find out that who will be on episode 32. In the meantime, I'm DJ Bowman-Smith and you can find me at djbowmansmith.com. And if you want to look at my children's work, I'm at tigermolly.com. So it's been lovely to talk to you. And um, until next time, (music) bye-bye.